content warning this page uh deals with and we will discuss sexual assault on today's episode welcome back to the wise man's page the podcast where we read patrick rothfuss's the wise man's fear page by page this is page 855 as if she were watching something none of us could see crin's eyes on the other hand were focused fiercely into the fire she sat stiffly with her bowl in her lap girls alec chided don't you know that things will get better as soon as you start cooperating? Ellie took another slow bite, then stopped. Crin stared into the fire, her back stiff, her expression hard. From where she sat by the fire, Anne prodded at them with her wooden spoon. Eat! The response was the same as before. One slow bite. One tense rebellion. Scowling, Anne leaned closer and gripped the dark-haired girl firmly by the chin. Her other hand reached for the bowl of stew. Don't, I urged. They'll eat when they get hungry enough. Aleg looked up at me curiously. I know what I'm talking about. Give them something to drink instead. The woman looked for a moment as if she might continue anyway, then shrugged and let go of Crin's jaw. Fine, I'm sick of force-feeding this one anyway. She's been nothing but trouble. Ket sniffed in agreement. Little bitch came at me when I untied her for her bath, she said, brushing her hair away from the side of her face to reveal scratch marks. Almost took out my damn eye. Did a runner, too, and said, still scowling. I've had to start doping her at night. She made... A disgruntled gesture. Let her starve if she wants. Lauren came back to the fire with two mugs, setting them in the girl's unresisting hands. Water? I asked. Ale, he said. It'll be better for them if they aren't eating. I stifled my protest. Ellie drank in the same vacant manner in which she had eaten. Crin moved her eyes from the fire to the cup to me. I felt an almost physical shock at her resemblance to Denna. Still looking at me, she drank. Her hard eyes gave away nothing of what happened inside her head. Bring them over to sit by me, I said. It might help me to make up my mind. Ket brought them over. Ellie was docile. Crin was stiff. Be careful with this one, Ket said, nodding to the dark-haired girl. She's a scratcher. Tim came back, looking a little pale. He sat by the fire, where Otto nudged him with an elbow. Want some more stew? He asked maliciously. Sawed off, Tim rasped weakly. A little ale might settle your stomach, I advised. He nodded, seeming eager for anything that might help him. Cat fetched him a fresh mugful. And that's the page. My name's Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. It's a real gut punch, even more so, you know, like the the casual brutality, the the ruthless pragmatism that we discussed yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have uh, I'm having trouble keeping track of who's who. I don't like, think it matters which, too much, like among the various thugs. Like we have No, no, I mean between the two girls. Oh, like, Ellie. Which one is 
is Ellie the dark haired one or is Ellie the blonde one? Ellie's the blonde one who has become inert and uh, Kryn is the the one who resembles the one who's putting up a fight with dark hair. She has dark hair. Well, I think that she resembles Denna because she has like hard eyes. Yeah. And that her eyes give away nothing about what's in her head. I think that's what Kvothe is noticing as far as resemblance to Denna. I don't think that we're like, oh, she's a missing sister. I think that it's like Kvothe is seeing in Kryn the same kind of defense mechanisms that Denna has up all the time and that he hasn't really clued into. Consciously, it consciously, right? yeah. yeah. And maybe he'll never really realize that because he'll just think, "Oh, I thought she looked like Dana because she had dark hair." Exactly. Like we don't we don't dive into it, but I think that's what upon like a close. I don't know if we're like meant to take that away, but I definitely on this close read think that's what Kvothe is responding to, especially with the line, "Her hard eyes gave nothing away." Immediately following that sentence, where he she resembles Dana, and he's. Like now that he is aware that this is the situation and the stakes, he starts improvising. I think uh, how he's going to save these girls and and punish their their captors. And I think he's working with what he already knows. But I think he is improvising. He's like, okay, everyone's going to start feeling pretty sick, so I'm going to have some space to act. But I need to get them like away from these people as soon as possible. And I need to make sure that they don't have as much of the poison if I can stop it, right? So, like, he doesn't say, like, ah, don't eat that. But when one of them refuses to eat, he's like, don't force her to eat. Get her to drink some ale instead. Well, right? well, actually, he he wanted them to drink water. He doesn't right. like that they're drinking ale. Right, because, right. Because right. he's also poisoned the ale, it turns out. Yes. And that's yes, why right. he has the line, I stifled my protest. That's a bit of a you know, later clue. Because, he, like you said, Jordana, he does try to get them to drink water. They bring the ale and, and, he goes, and he wants what's his face not to drink water to settle his stomach, but to drink ale. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, that's already like bad advice. If I had an upset tummy, I would not drink beer. Well, I mean, you can drink something bubbly ginger sometimes because like they had like ginger ale. Yeah. I don't think they're drinking ginger ale. No, but it does seem no. like the kind of like folk <laughs> remedy. Not. It's like when people are like, oh, yeah, a little bit of whiskey will help. You know, it's, it just seemed like one of those. Well, that does help, though. Whiskey is medicinal. Puts you to sleep. Yeah, that's what you need is to be knocked out and have your immune system compromised by poison. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think like a little carcinogen to solve the problem. That's right. You got a baby who's annoying you? Just dip your finger in some whiskey and make them suck on it for a few minutes and put them right to sleep. I mean, I yes, was shocked when yes, I found out fine. as an adult that grape water was a real thing. Grape I was like, water? What? Grape water. Grape water was the alcohol you put on your finger to give to a baby to make them stop crying. Uh-huh. Like, that's insanity. <laughs> Seems fine to me. <laughs> you're a crazy person. Yeah, Jeremy, you're never babysitting my kids. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're not allowed to babysit our children. My dad did, like, Gave that to me when I was being a fussy baby and it didn't do me any harm. And I'm that perfectly pie. <laughs> so just because it didn't do something bad to you doesn't mean you like, you may not have been as fussy a baby. Yeah, like, that's right. I was also a, a perfectly good baby who never did yeah, anything Yeah, a bad. very fussy baby getting gripe water every time they're fussy might get fetal alcohol syndrome or something. No, wait, that's the I don't think thing. they can get, get fetal the alcohol syndrome once alcohol they're poisoning. out of the womb. Look, it's just generally... Like, apparently, the new medical consensus is that no amount of alcohol is okay. Like, the whole idea, like, a glass of wine a day is good for you is not true and is just a result of big wine, apparently. 
But and so yeah, we all know alcohol is yeah. poisonous. We yeah, drink it because it's vice. Seriously, and that's why. that like alcohol was good for you is stupid. That's not why I drink. <laughs> I drink exactly. to forget the pain of existing under late stage capitalism. I drink to have fun. It's the same reason I do any drug. It's not like oh, I think this is providing me a medical benefit. It's like no, I want to get messed up. That's right. It's the crystals that provide the medical benefit. What? That I yeah, you know the yeah, crystals the that I grind up and them. snort. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No, the like, ones you hang around your apartment in a specific pattern so that they resonate off each other and they give you good vibes. That's right. And then you mm. grind them up and snort them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They give you better vibes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I vibes. have a lamp that I think is a... Oh, no, it's salt. Does that count? It's a crystal. It's a salt crystal, baby. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. And if you ever uh, you ever need something for your tequila, you can always scrape, scrape it off. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure if that's a great idea. I, I mean, to... it's pink salt, which I do think is edible. So yeah, I went fine. to a uh, a spa with my wife, uh, and they had a uh, a pink salt uh, sauna. And you know, I licked that wall. <laughs> Did you lick that <laughs> well, wall? Of course, you would. <laughs> okay, we're getting off the page. You? Let's let's go back it to what we were talking salty. about. <laughs> Nick, like one of those deer who like lives on the sides of mountains, just like licking the wall. Yeah, I gotta get my uh, gotta get my nutrients. Gotta get my minerals. He craves that mineral, folks. That's right. Also, all the uh, evaporated sweat from the many hundreds of people who have come to sit yeah, in the yeah. sauna. <laughs> Extra salty. That's right. That's why it was salty. It wasn't actually the Himalayan salt. It's all the evaporated uh, human slime. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So back to the page. Quoth doesn't want them to be drinking the ale because we find out later that he has poisoned it. Spoilers. Um, any other notes on this page? Well, the... he does. He gets Tim, the guy who was painting the tree on the previous page, has come back and he's not looking great. And Quoth is like, okay, this guy's going to need a little bit extra. Hey, you should drink some ale to settle your stomach. Yeah, the the cruelty of the the bandits is more on display. Anne, in particular, is you know doping her at night, let her starve if she wants. Uh, Keat, the it's it's I don't I don't I don't think we're ready to dive into. It. I don't know if I even want to, but like the women seem particularly cruel, and I kind of feel like Rothfuss I, is like making a comment about how like women who harm women are even worse. I don't know. There's there's. I don't want to dive into that too much because that's not really on the page and it's probably not. I don't know about even worse, but I do think he like, I think once we know that they have these captive teenage girls, we know what the men are doing to them. And I think, so I don't think Rothfuss has to work that hard to get us on board with like these men deserve to die because we know implicitly the horrible things that are, that they're doing. But I think he has to make more explicit how horrible the women are. So we're on board with them dying too. Because you might assume, and this would be a sexist assumption also, that the women would be less cruel to them or might not, might not be on board with what they're doing. So Rothfuss has to expend some page space showing us, no, these women are also complicit. They are also cruel. And here is how. It's reasonable. Mm-hmm. There's a strategy there somewhere. But like they are as repulsive as any member of a marginalized group is who like betrays their own kind to get a, a leg up with the, with the oppressor. Yeah. I mean, I think regardless of your connection to the thing that, or person or animal or anything that you're mistreating, it doesn't matter what or how or of like, of what culture you may be in comparison to that, which you are mistreating. Like it's, it's bad. 
no matter what. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I do think it's worse if you're like a traitor. Like if I, as a queer person, became like a conservative, like gays against groomers kind of person or like a conservative gay person, I would be worse than just a conservative. Because yeah, I'd I, be turning my back on my own community. I guess there's a there's an aspect them. of betrayal there that exactly. doesn't exactly. Right, yeah, yeah. Like I think that's, that's, that's what's, what's so detestable about turfs myself. Exactly. But yeah, I don't exactly. know that I want to inject turf discourse into my podcast. Well, no. okay. So But that's what's so detestable about these women in this story is that yeah. they are they are inflicting the same kinds of cruelty that the men are inflicting. And they they should know better, like in some sense, or like they they should under they understand or should understand just exactly what the horror is of what they're doing. And I'm not saying that to excuse the men that men can't know better. That's obviously not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that you know they have no solidarity. These women. Yes, I I agree. Betrayal makes shit worse. But I also feel like they. I don't think that like Ket and Anne look at these girls and see women. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Right. So, well, like like what I, this is weird. I'm trying to explain, like they haven't made that connection yet. So they haven't betrayed them because there was never a connection to begin with. I mean, I think we're just approaching it from opposite points. Cause I think the fact that they don't see them as women with whom they have a struggle in common is what makes them so repulsive. Interesting. Okay. I think they had to, they did not start out from a place of not recognizing that these people are people. They taught themselves not to see them that way. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair. Yes. I, I was thinking like more like short term, like when they got into Levenshire, they looked at these people and thought property. Um, whereas like, I feel like betrayal in my brain or like a, like traitor, tra- traitory, treachery, treachery, treachery and betrayal in my brain is like, first you must establish a good relationship, then you must ruin it. And that is what creates betrayal and treachery i think Um, on an interpersonal level that's true i think it becomes a little murkier when we're talking about the betrayals that can happen on like a structural level interesting this is a good topic i like which begs the question how did they get there what in their lives have caused them to become so jaded or to Mm -hmm. to not feel that level of solidarity with uh you know the shared struggle and I we'll suppose. I mean, you, you. They're othered by being townsfolk. I suppose that might be one way of approaching it. Is that like the, like the the girls are? Yeah, and like the the bandits are, you know, marginalized in their own way, and they, you know, like I when when like someone asks me, you know, how can people commit brutal crimes, or like how you know how come people who are unhoused can be like so awful sometimes, or even to each other. It's like this idea that the social contract doesn't apply, hasn't applied to them. So why should they apply it to others? Mm. And I think there's something of that here. I'm trying to, you know, on this, on this read, I've tried to be a bit more empathetic to those who are positioned as villains like Ambrose. And I think the book by design, isn't that interested in being, in making empathy with these characters it's better if if there is none, uh, but you could look at it and say they are marginalized because they are bandits. They feel that the social contract doesn't apply to them. They have resentment for those that it does apply to, uh, and so they feel, you know, that those people are othered and that they are allowed to violate them because they have in turn 
felt that they had been violated. Yeah, I mean, that's giving them way more interiority than the book does. Yeah, but I think no, I, also... I agree. And I'm not super interested in, like, feeling bad for Anne and Kryn. You know, I, I'm yeah. a bit more interested in... Like yeah, of all the of all the like villainous characters in the book, these are the ones who are perhaps presented with the least amount of ambiguity about how bad they are and whether and like what made them that way. They're just like the worst. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it is better that way for them to be the worst. Uh, let's skip a letter, both because we've gone long and because I don't. I feel like a, a listener would not want their words on the same page as this subject matter. So let's, let's move on and we'll do another letter on tomorrow's page of the, the Owen. Wind. Wind.